the heart of Sharjah. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello Allah and welcome to Life Beats. I'm Sally Musa. Now we're just about to head into the Sharjah International Book Fair. The opening officially happens tomorrow and Al-Rawi Restaurant is going to be having a whole book signing week featuring some of the top authors coming to the book fair. Zora Qureshi, director of Al-Rawi, is coming in from 11am to give us a rundown of some of the powerhouse names who will be there for special book signing sessions throughout uh, the book fair. And this includes some of the foremost Arabic and English poets, chefs and authors. So this is a lineup you don't want to miss. We're going to be revealing these names from 11 a.m. But first, in this hour, we're going to be looking at skin issues. Just yesterday, it was World Psoriasis Day. We're going to look at what that is and how to treat it, as well as other common skin problems, including uh, eczema, adult acne, and so much more. I'm going to be joined in the studio by Dr. Matthew Thomas, specialist dermatologist who'll be taking us through these conditions and more so you can get in touch with the show with your questions for dr thomas any number of ways you can text 4215 on it on do you can get in touch on social media on instagram on pulse 95 radio and you can also give us a call here on 600 551 it is life beats with me sally musa on pulse 95 the heart of Sharjah. The heart. The heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Oh my gosh. We're just, I'm just having this conversation with Dr. Matthew Thomas. We're talking about skin today. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning and uh, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> it's great to have you. Uh, we were just kind of comparing notes uh, just before we jumped on the air about um, uh, skin. It's, it, because uh, we've been asking for people to send in their questions, their biggest skin concerns. Uh, one woman just sent in literally just aging, literally one word. She said, aging is my biggest concern. We're going to come to that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but yesterday was uh, World Psoriasis Day. That's right. So it's interesting, um, you know, it, it needs a whole day of awareness. Why does it need a whole day of awareness for psoriasis? How big is that problem? What is it? Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, before we start, I would like to just read out uh, a few lines from a psoriasis patient's diary, mm. which will be uh, uh, really uh, fitting into the context. It goes like this. When I witnessed my skin falling down in pieces, I felt so sad. I cried hundreds of times. When I saw layers of my skin swollen, I became depressed. When I saw dark spots on my skin, tension started building up. When I stood up from my chair, flakes of skin used to fall on my shoulders. I felt like vanishing from the office place. Wow. My skin used to bleed when I scratched. And to make things worse, my joints started aching and to swell up. And these symptoms cleared with treatment for a while, only to pop up again after a few weeks. And I kept asking, why me? And how long? Wow. That just tells you right there what you just told us, doctor. 
really sums up exactly why psoriasis yeah, needs a whole day Yeah, and this is not a, a, um, an isolated story. We do hear this on our daily uh, practice from many, many patients. And, you know, psoriasis is one of the uh, conditions um, which is very prevalent. And uh, the the uh, uh, it is estimated that around 125 million people, that is, around 3% of the world's population mm. is affected by psoriasis. Wow. And this condition not only affects the uh, the skin or the physically, but it also ac- affects one's emotions, the social life and of course the financial uh, status also. I mean from what you've just described there, uh you know the, the idea of your skin just falling off. That's just extraordinary just to imagine that. Uh, what are the different ways that, that that it can manifest itself? That it the symptoms uh, of psoriasis can manifest themselves. So the most common uh, symptom of psoriasis is uh, the patchy scaling and redness of the skin with uh, itching. And it's uh, you know because skin is a visible organ, unlike other organs, it's very frustrating to have such a condition on the skin. And it, uh, notoriously, it is very very uh, chronic and uh, relapsing type of uh, a lifelong disease. Mm. Uh, that is the most uh, important thing that you must uh, uh, understand about psoriasis. And uh, that is why now the International Federation of the Psoriasis Association, they have. Uh, they're observing one particular day that is October 29th as the World Psoriasis Day. And this year's theme is very interesting. Uh, they put it as so serious. So is from the word psoriasis. The yes. first three letters, P is so, where P is silent. Yeah. So serious and treat psoriasis seriously because our life depends on it. So and I think we should come to the, the the various treatment options for psoriasis. Yes, for sure. I mean, and as we just heard uh, just before the show, Anna Roberts, her mother has been suffering with psoriasis uh, for her entire lifetime, um, and it can it seems like something very difficult to treat. So do take us through those treatment options. Um, till a few years ago. We had only very few options for the treatment of psoriasis. As I told you, it's a, it's a very chronic, uh, mm. uh, recurrent type of uh, debilitating disease. Even though it is not life-threatening, it is a life-altering disease. Uh, right. your, your whole life changes. Of course. And it can affect your mind, your family life, your profession. And uh, as I told you, it can affect, uh, affect your uh, financial status. In Each and every aspect of life is getting affected because of psoriasis. And um, uh, we exactly uh, don't know the cause of psoriasis, even though we attribute it to the altered immune system and some genetics. Mm. The, the skin uh, cells multiply faster. That is the main thing which happens in psoriasis. Which and is they, why you get that shedding. Yes, and, and the, they, the, the skin cells pile up on the surface of your skin and uh, it forms these scaly patches. And it's very itchy. That is why it is called psoriasis. Psoriasis is actually the word uh, sora, which comes from the Greek word, which means itch. And right. um, uh, the importance of psoriasis is the, the, the other systemic conditions, or we call it as comorbidities along with psoriasis, like uh, heart disease, uh, strokes, then diabetes, uh, hypertension, uh, lipid disorders, 
liver disorders, renal disorders and mood changes, eye disorders, all these can accompany arthritis. Of course, I missed that. Arthritis is a very common condition which comes with psoriasis. So these things can, can coexist. If you have psoriasis, yes, you're more likely yes, to have yes, these. Yes, that's right. That's right. And sometimes we do miss that. So we have to, as physicians, we have to really look into that, not only the skin. Uh, you know, uh, we always say that skin is a mirror of the inside. Yeah. Uh, so we have to really look into the the other uh, organs of the body to see uh, whether there are any other coexisting diseases, as you said. And uh, So in terms of treatment, doctor? Yeah, in, in terms of treatment, uh, we had a lot of topical uh, therapies like uh, coal tar treatment, topical steroids and uh, keratolytics that is to... to um, um, or to dissolve the scales mm -hmm. um, and we do have phototherapy phototherapy is one uh, um, uh, treatment where the patient uh, stands in front of ultraviolet light there are different kinds of machines for that but it is a very long-term therapy and uh, after that uh, came into the oral medications like so many oral medicines like methotrexate and acetretin cyclosporin so many immunosuppressants came into the uh, treatment armamentarium mm -hmm. but of course they are all uh, with certain side effects so you have to have a regular monitoring of the side effects mm. but a breakthrough treatment came a few years ago which is called as the biologic therapy Bio uh, biologic biologic yeah therapy. biologic okay. therapy yeah which means these biologic medicines are derived from the the cells of uh, animals and human beings which are uh, um, prepared in a laboratory and they block the uh, inflammatory pathway of the psoriasis so the advantage of this is the side effects are less and it targets uh, at the actual uh, cause Okay. So uh, there is no uh, general side effects. It is uh, even if the side effect is less, maybe a slight uh, immunosuppression will be there, and it's very easy to um, inject. There is, you don't you don't have to take daily medications. It's a self-injecting pen, so that mm. we we can train the patient and they uh, can take the injection by themselves. But the only limiting factor is the high cost involved. Right. Okay. That is very very expensive. How much does it cost? Sorry? How much does it cost? Uh, cost uh, in dirhams, if we say it comes to more than 7,000 dirhams per injection. Wow. But, but I mean, is this because it's uh, in the initial stages of uh, being rolled out, this particular treatment? So as it becomes more common, is the price likely to drop or how does this work? Uh, see, actually, for uh, biologics, we uh, keep it reserved for people with moderate to severe psoriasis. Right. Or if the conventional treatment is not working, mm -hmm. if the current treatment is not working, then you have to definitely think of biologic therapy. If you're dealing with psoriasis, uh, if you've got questions for the doctor, uh, please do send those through. Uh, we are going to be talking to him in just a moment about uh, some of the other conditions uh, that are most common, eczema. Uh, adult acne is another one that we're getting a lot of questions on. Uh, pigmentation as well. Vitiligo goes with that too. Uh, we will be discussing that and much more with our specialist dermatologist, Dr. Matthew Thomas. It's Life Beats on Pulse 95. The heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Keeping it local all day, every day. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95.
Yeah, we're talking skin today and uh, a lot of you have lots of different questions. We are live on Instagram Live as well. If you want to join in the conversation, uh, you can text us right now on Life Beats uh, in the studio with us. We have specialist dermatologist, Dr. Matthew Thomas, uh, just been talking about psoriasis and uh, that experience from the patient and how uh, serious the condition can get. Um, uh, and I was asking you as well about the, the fish therapy um, for psoriasis because that's something that you see as well that people um, you know put their feet in into this fish tank or their skin into the fish tank and the, the fish nibble off the excess skin um, is this something that that, that is a, a common uh, therapy or uh, I feel uh, you are giving your skin uh, as uh, the food to the fish <laughs> and more, more than it being an effective more, yeah, treatment it, it would be just a temporary uh, treatment optionally mm. uh, because the psoriasis uh, the pathology keeps coming back again and again yeah so yeah. so adult acne doctor uh, this is a big one uh, because we expect acne when we're adolescents uh, but when we go into adulthood we think we're going to be rid of it how prevalent is the problem and why does it happen why do adults get acne yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, uh, the adolescent acne or the teenage acne is very, very common. You know, around 80 to 85 percent of uh, teenagers are affected by acne. And uh, we see that boys are more affected than uh, uh, girls because of the hormonal uh, uh, changes. As the teenagers. At the teenagers. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we come to adult onset acne, it is the other way around. Even though it affects only around 15 to 20 percent of the adults, women are more affected than men. And uh, there are so many factors uh, which uh, lead to adult onset acne. The main and the com most common one is the hormonal imbalance, mm -hmm. uh, which happens during the menstrual periods, during pregnancy or while you start or stop the oral contraceptive pills or if you're going uh, for menopause. Uh, these are the conditions where you uh, get a flare-up of uh, adult acne. And there is one condition which is very common uh, these days. It is called polycystic ovarian uh, syndrome or PCOS, uh, in which you can see uh, breakouts uh, on your face along with uh, obesity, irregular periods and some uh, additional hairs on your face. Uh, these are the, uh, the symptoms of polycystic ovarian syndrome, which has to be tackled by a dermatologist as well as a gynecologist right. together. Yeah. And the other uh, factors which can contribute are the uh, stress, of course, then a family history and the improper use of cosmetics, which is now uh, a very common thing uh, because people use heavy makeups uh, and they keep the makeup for a very long time. Um, that's that, something I want to come uh, back to. I think that's a really important point to kind of talk a little bit more about makeup and the impact that it can have uh, on the skin. Uh, but w what about men who are suffering with adult onset acne? Yeah, there is a, a little difference between the female and the male skin. You know, the, the male skin is uh, more oily because of the more androgens and the male skin is thicker. There are more hair follicles when compared to the the uh, female so uh, the uh, 
the causes for the males are little different when we compare to the uh, uh, females and um for men because of the uh, the shaving the frequent shaving and the sometimes the uh, uh, the uh, bacterial uh, infection inside the the shaving razors and all can can uh, um, um make it worse now you can get a bacterial infection of the hair follicles that we call it as folliculitis which is more common in men and uh, as i told you the um, acne in women has to be uh, 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 treated a little more uh, um, uh, as a teamwork mm-hmm. because we have there are so many factors involved right. and when you ask about the question of makeup uh, you know skin care is an essential part whereas makeup is a choice so uh, you have to make good choices when you select your makeup especially if you are having uh, breakouts frequently and if you are having oily skin you have to choose such makeup which is uh, less um, comedogenic or oil free makeup and uh, which will not clog your pores mm-hmm. so it will be mentioned on the uh, on the bottle or or the the product that should be oil free oil free and when you talk about yeah. foundation or non comedogenic yeah. yeah foundation or, uh, or whatever the powder or mascara yeah. whatever you use it should be lab- you have to really go through the label mm-hmm. and then um once you are done with your uh, the, the makeup immediately you wash it off don't sleep uh, with the makeup on your face that is very important and the second thing is sh- you should not share your makeup products with others especially the brushes and the other applicators and it should be kept very clean and um uh, that is the the main thing and when we come to the sun protection sun protection is also very important uh, uh, these days especially when you are in the summer days mm-hmm. you have to use a, a regular sunscreen uh, which is suitable for your skin you have to choose it uh, very rightly maybe you can get a help from the dermatologist to to find out which one is right for your skin yeah uh, because not only uh can that aggravate acne uh, i think the sun can aggravate acne is that right yeah the sun can also aggravate acne yeah. so you have to use a sun protection very uh, uh, um um a liquid type of sun protection or a gel type of sun protection and with a minimum sun protection factor should be 30 but also this is vital for aging as well to make sure that your skin ages well yeah uh, make sure you protect it yeah that's too. right that's right for aging sun protection is a very very important factor mm. uh so uh, okay uh in terms of uh diet i want to ask you about diet because a lot of people think that okay sweets junk food some people even talk about giving up dairy uh and they go oh my skin improved so much after i gave up dairy um what kind of an influence does diet have uh, on these kind of problems yeah that's very interesting you know um people are all obsessed with uh, diet when it comes to acne or when it comes to any skin condition uh they think uh, diet is the culprit but actually um Uh, the the science says that only foods with high glycemic index like chocolates or uh, sweets uh, sometimes can aggravate your acne mm. whereas the dairy products and the oily stuff uh, it's just anecdotal reports that uh, uh, we see in the literature so you really don't have to skip all this unless you are very very sure that your acne is cause or uh, acne is getting flared up because of these kind of food stuff otherwise you you just have to reduce your chocolates and your uh, sweets in your diet so w- would you then if if people have uh, a lot of skin issues 
would you advise them then to kind of experiment with uh, taking out different foods in their diet and seeing how that might actually affect uh, their skin? So, I don't know, giving up um, <laughs> uh, dairy or giving up sweets and sugar or, you know, to, to see what kind of an impact that will have for them. See, we all know that uh, for a healthy body, we need to have healthy food and a healthy lifestyle. Yep. And that includes your skin also because skin is also part of your body. So skin gets the nutrition from what we take. So that should include fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, whole grains and healthy fats and uh, low sugar, refined carbohydrates, uh, avoid refined carbohydrates and uh, less of bad fats. We have lots of questions for you, doctor. We are with a specialist dermatologist, Dr. Matthew Thomas, answering all your questions about skin today. Uh, any skin issues, skin problems you have, uh, share them with us. We would love to hear from you. Uh, 4215 on Intercide, 2022 on Do. But of course, you can text us on social media, Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. And uh, more to come. Uh, we want to ask you about how to best take care of our skins because a lot of us are being um, encouraged to use uh, exfoliators and scrubs on the skin uh, is that beneficial or is that uh, in fact going to hurt our skin even more lots to come on life beats with me sally musa on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 the heart of Sharjah. with a story to tell Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Talking skin issues with Dr. Matthew Thomas. He's with us in the studio today. Uh, and a lot of questions around acne. Um, it's uh, a common skin condition, of course, um, but one that troubles many. Um, so, in terms of, uh, let's talk about treatment, a little bit more about treatment. Um, and uh, what can you do about it? Because you were you were saying uh, just before the break that it's uh, a lot of hormonal factors. Uh, it can be a lot of different things. It could be even stress. Uh, but what can you do about it? What kind of treatments are effective? Uh, the treatment of acne or um, pimples, uh, we have to um, uh, make it into three or four uh, types of treatment. The first one is the the skin. Uh, care or the, the how to take care of your skin mm -hmm. properly you have to cleanse your face at least twice a day 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 okay and uh, that should be the, the cleanser should be uh, really proper one which is uh, advised by your dermatologist the second thing is um, you have to use the uh, topical products mm -hmm. um, like benzoyl peroxide or retinoic acid creams which are prescribed by the doctor and it should be applied in the proper way uh, and you should not change your products every off, um, every week or uh, every two weeks. You, you, you at least try one product for a month and see the effect and if it is not working then you may have to change the product. Mm -hmm. And uh, the second thing is the oral medications. Oral medications are of different types. We start with antibiotics, 
and if it if that is not working then we may have to go for a, a product called as isotretinoin which has got several trade names mm-hmm. isotretinoin is a vitamin a uh, um, analog and um, uh, it's a teratogenic drug so you have to be very careful when you give it to childbearing women okay uh, and uh, it's a controlled medication here so you have to follow all the uh, rules and regulations and there are so much of monitoring uh, for that drug but it is a very wonderful drug if you give it for the right person and the third thing is uh, the um, hormonal therapy uh, as i told you before if there is a polycystic ovary or if there is a hormonal imbalance which is also diagnosed by the gynecologist then we may have to go for hormonal therapy which includes oral contraceptive pill if it is indicated for uh, that particular patient Mm-hmm. and the treatment is long term usually we give it for 5 to 6 months uh, uh, long treatment and uh, along with that we have to uh, follow the uh, healthy lifestyle as i told you healthy food and 8 hours sleep drinking plenty of water and lead a stressful li- stress free life all these matters in acne <laughs> it sounds impossible doctor <laughs> being stress free and eating well and and getting all of that yeah, sleep yeah that's true that's yeah, right yeah. i know i understand but uh, uh, try to uh, invest in your skin because it really um, uh, matters because you have to um, uh, you are reflecting yourself you know uh, for a very long time so uh, you have to really invest in your skin it makes such a difference you know when when uh, you know you have that that glow and that uh, brightness in the skin uh, like you said all of those things matter and they come to, with drinking water do a lot of people neglect that of course here uh, maybe because we are always in a very cool environment with air condition you, forget. you, do, you don't feel a uh, thirsty uh, and that really affects your uh, health mm. especially the kidneys and that can indirectly affect your skin as well especially if you are taking too much of medications and here people are all taking medicines for hypertension diabetes and so you have to drink lots of water i would advise a minimum of 2.5 liters of water uh, uh, you should have in a day 2.5 liters that comes to around 10 to 12 glasses wow okay just have your water well um, um I have a water bottle somewhere. <laughs> I normally just carry mine w- with me wherever I go. I have it in the car, you know, so to remember to drink at the traffic lights, you know, have it at work, make sure it's right next to me and always filling it up. Yeah. Um and drinking water. Absolutely. I I happen to love water. Some people hate it. So you, should you put like lemon in it and uh, will that help? You, you can if you want to have have mm-hmm. a little flavor so that you can drink more water. Doesn't Good. matter, you can go go for that. What about scrubs? Let's talk exfoliation. um you know because it feels nice there are all these scrubs out on the market uh that you can use on your skin some of them are daily um some of them say you know just use it weekly but i love the feeling of you know that graininess it feels like it's taking all the dead skin cells off your face um, um but is it harmful can it be harmful it yeah see uh, scrub actually we don't advise that much because you know it can irritate your skin it can actually uh, open up your pores and sometimes can cause uh, opposite effect if you do a lot of scrubbing mm-hmm. um so uh, i would personally advise not to go for scrubbing on a regular basis and exfoliation is little different exfoliation we apply peeling agents uh, um on the skin okay uh, that is to just to to uh, the peel off the upper layers of the skin and that can be useful for aging for pigmentation and uh, for oily skin so peeling peeling 
Can you do that at home or do you have to do it with your dermatologist? It can be either way. You can do it at home as well as you can do it in the doctor's office also. When you do it at home, you go for a very uh, uh, light product with low concentration. Okay. Because we usually use fruit acids like glycolic acid, lactic acid and all. So it has to be uh, a very gentle application when you are doing it at home. You can go for twice a week or once a week um, peels at that's home. Enough. That's yeah. enough. That's yeah. enough. But if you're going for uh, the doctor's or professional peel, then uh, the doctor will advise how often you have to go for it. Usually it is once in two weeks or once a month depending upon the type of your skin, type of the peel that we are using and the indication because there are various indications for peels. Mm-hmm. So it depends upon that. Okay. All right. So if you do the peel at home, is it what? Just um, you put a, a cream on you leave it on for some length of time and wash it off, or how yeah, does it work? That's right. If, you, if it is a home uh, peel, uh, you just apply the uh, the peeling agent after washing your face, and then uh, you keep it for a prescribed time, and then mm. wash it off with cold water. Very importantly, um, for those who have acne, uh, who are men who are shaving their face, uh, something you said to me: uh, it's uh, very important to shave the face correctly. How do you do that? Yes, that's right. Um, because uh, men have a tendency to do the shaving in a hurry in the morning because they don't have time. So uh, they just take the razor and uh, have the shave uh, in whatever uh, way they can. And uh, ideally, the, the shaving razor should be um, it, it should be very hygienic. It should be free of bacteria. So you can put it in a sanitizer or uh, in hot water. And after that, when you shave, it should be in the direction of your hair. That is very important, especially people with thick hair. Um, you should go in the direction of the hair and don't go very close to the skin. That can irritate the skin and the, the, the hair uh, root can uh, bend inside the skin and cause a condition called as uh, shave bumps or the pseudofolliculitis. Okay. So to prevent that, you have to... Um, shave in the direction of the hair and no close shaving for thick hairs and uh, if you can afford to you can go for laser therapy which is be very good for the face, for the face yeah. laser therapy for shave bumps mm-hmm. to, to as a as a, uh, a solution for that okay very good excellent advice you know it's it's all stuff maybe you know the menu i didn't know that uh really really great advice from uh dr matthew thomas uh you can keep asking questions uh we only have a short period of time with him left uh so keep sending those through uh and uh, there'll be more with him coming up next on life beats on pulse 95 the heart of Sharjah. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. We're continuing the conversation with Dr. Matthew Thomas, and uh, we've had a question, uh, Dr. Matthew, from Maria, asking about psoriasis on the scalp. She has uh, psoriasis, uh, and she has it on her scalp. So what can she do uh, for that? Uh, Maria, the scalp psoriasis is a very common uh, condition and uh, in general psoriasis actually uh, first starts in in the scalp uh, in majority of the cases and um, people can confuse it for dandruff but it is not dandruff because you know the appearance and the distribution is little different. Mm -hmm. It will be very patchy and the the scales are very thicker when you compare with dandruff and uh, 
uh, in scalp psoriasis, uh, you have to use um, regular shampoo uh, which contains salicylic acid and coal tar to remove the scales. And after the shampooing, we uh, advise to use uh, certain medications which contains either topical steroid or uh, calcipotriol, which is a vitamin D analog, on a regular basis until the scalp clears. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, you can um, af once the scalp clears, then you can continue the uh, treatment on a maintenance basis because you know uh, psoriasis can keep coming back, especially during the the winter months. So you have to take care of the uh, scalp um, in, in such a way that a maintenance treatment is also being carried out. Excellent advice, uh, doctor. Uh, something I want to ask you about, which is also quite common, is eczema. Uh, and so how do you see it uh, playing out in terms of symptoms when uh, patients come to you? Yes, uh, eczema is a very, very common condition, it, uh, especially here. Uh, we see about 20% of the population is affected by eczema and children are more affected and the most common type of eczema that we see is atopic atopic eczema or atopic dermatitis atopy means uh, they, they are prone to get uh, eczema asthma hay fever and uh, allergic uh, rhinitis these are the conditions which come under atopy so uh, in majority of the cases there will be a family history of atopy some of the family members will be affected by one of these conditions. And the, the symptoms are usually uh, itching and uh, oozing or dry uh, patches on the skin, uh, which comes and goes, comes and goes and very irritating. It can affect your sleep. It can affect your daily life, affect the studies of the children. Mm -hmm. And um, they, 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 they lack uh, the self-confidence because when they uh, are in the school, uh, they'll be always sitting and scratching. The children can... Uh, uh, um, uh, actually abuse them so all these things happen uh, with eczema right. and uh, uh, especially in the winter months when the skin is dry when the environment is dry it, it flares up and if there is an infection on the body anywhere it can flare up so should you be applying a certain types of moisturizers or what's the solution here uh, the mainstay of uh, uh, eczema treatment is moisturizer okay you have to regularly apply the correct moisturizer on your skin and that should be a frequent application. But not just any moisturizer. There are lots of those ones, uh, you know, full of fragrances and all kinds it of things. It should be hypoallergenic. Yeah. It should be fragrance-free. It should be um, uh, like uh, no other uh, artificial ingredients mm. should be there. And if you're using the cleansers, cleansers is very important. Don't use any soap uh, for atopic eczema. You have to use the specific, uh, the, the non-irritant type of gentle cleansers, which are available in the pharmacies. And if you have any doubt, you can ask the dermatologist which is the correct one to use. It has a certain pH, doesn't it? Yes, yes. pH balance. pH balance should be according to your skin. Okay. Yeah? So it should be a neutral type of... Neutral. Uh, neutral type. Okay. And um, the uh, other thing is when there is a flare-up, you have to start the treatment immediately. Don't wait for it. Don't go for any the other um, uh, herbal creams or anything. First, you you treat it with uh, the topical steroids or the oral steroids, whichever is uh, suitable or advised by the dermatologist. Mm -hmm. And then followed by other uh, maintenance therapy. There are so many other uh, creams which uh, are there uh, to to continue the, uh, the treatment, to prevent the flare-ups. And, um, of course... Um, 
when it comes to the adult uh, eczema again we have the biologic therapy which has now uh, come into the uh, um, uh, treatment option uh, that is also a very breakthrough treatment which has come but that is If only reserved for adults yeah. for the time being yeah. the for children it is under research probably by the end of next year uh, it might come into the market just a quick question uh, about this before we end off because we're quickly running out of time but in terms of um you know what we put on our skin sometimes i've heard people say that um detergents the detergents that we use to wash our clothing in um can have an impact on the skin it can irritate the skin uh without us knowing your thoughts on that's that? right that's right uh when we use uh, detergents especially for eczema you should use a mild biologic type of uh, detergent and make sure that detergent content is completely washed off rinsed off from the clothes especially when you're using for babies the clothes should be washed 3 or 4 times and as far as possible try to use the very soft cotton clothes avoid woolen uh, clothes and blankets directly on the skin and uh, avoid carpets and no pets in the house no stuffed toys for the children with eczema These are the common things that we have to observe for uh, children with eczema. Dr. Matthew Thomas, specialist dermatologist, thank you so much. It's uh, been enlightening today. I feel like we have to have you back. We didn't even touch on aging. We're going to come to that next time. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Thank you so much, Fantastic. Sally. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, this conversation is, of course, going to be available on podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, but coming up next on Life Beats, we are going to be talking some of the big names who are uh, going to be coming to Arawi Restaurant as part of the Sharjah International Book Fair. You're listening to Pulse 95. Keeping it local, all day, every day.